Welcome to Season 5 of the Big Sci-Fi Podcast with Adina, Brian, Chris, and Steve, the biggest sci-fi podcast in the galaxy. The adventure is just beginning here at the Big Sci-Fi Podcast, and we invite you to come aboard the Starship Tangent. We know you'll enjoy the conversation, the laughter, the banner back and forth, and most of all, friends who love hanging out to talk about all things science fiction. Set your phasers to fun. Here we go. And welcome to the Big Sci-Fi Podcast. I am your impromptu host tonight, Brian Donahue, here from the great state of Ohio. We are not happy this week since the Michigan Wolverines won the national championship. But the what? What? I, I'm yeah, really yeah, curious about my, this. My brother, my brother-in-law went to. He went to. The, he was a husky. Oh, I feel bad really? for him. Okay. Oh yeah, that it's, was an embarrassing game. That yeah, was anyways, embarrassing. I was fuming all day about it. <laughs> no, you weren't. I anyways, uh, I digress. Ladies yeah, and sorry. gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to this very special episode of the Big Sci-Fi Podcast. We had a special guest scheduled this week. But because of technical difficulties, we had to reschedule. So stay tuned. That is coming. You don't want to miss that. Uh, but today we're entitling our episode The Big Sci Fi Podcast Jam Session because everything is. Steve, uh, we asked you not to sing, bro. Uh, I'm just kidding. Just jamming uh, we, on my guitar. <laughs> it's not like we had that in a contract, although we might want to add that for future <laughs> references, guys. But uh, just kidding. Love you, bro. Um, uh, we're just going to talk about anything and everything that pops into our heads tonight. Usually we have a scheduled list and things we want to talk about, a movie, a TV show, an episode. We have authors, we have writers, we have set designers and graphic artists, all Wait, sorts we of have authors wanna... and writers. Auth- yes. Yeah. Yeah. I yes. think, so? sir, I wait, think wait, wait. we have both. <laughs> Is an author a published writer? I think. Oh my goodness! Let's call. It, let's, let's get out uh, Webster. This is and what happens is. when we don't have a list. <laughs> Webster and Daniel Webster's so, dictionary. So, <laughs> without further ado, mm-hmm. uh, ladies and gentlemen, Adina Mignona. Hi, everybody. I'm an author and a writer. Yeah, <laughs> Christian <laughs> Fox. A double whammy. Hey, Christian everyone. Fox from the great country of Canada. Yes, I'm from Canada, and I don't know I said it that way. And I want to be a writer in that I would love to have a published, not, uh, this is hard. I don't know where I'm going with this. I'd love to have a book, but I also really want to write a pilot, which right. I'm supposed to do next semester. Nice. So excited. Nice. And Mr. Steve Merkin from the freezing cold state of California, at least in the morning today. Wow. Oh, wow. we had wow. we had a freeze warning. It was 37. Oh my God, out here in California. <laughs> and as far as writing goes, you know, just because you're not published doesn't mean you can't write. Well, Welcome to true. my world. Absolutely right. If you want to write, you should write and see what happens. So, guys, <laughs> I don't know what that means. But uh we're just going to talk about what we've been watching, reading, uh and anything else that comes up. Uh, let's start with Adina, guys, just cuz I think mm-hmm. she she left our Zoom video room <laughs> to go grab a few items so that she could discuss them with us. So, let's let Adina go first and then, you know, depending on how often we interrupt her, we'll we'll see how long we'll stay with Adina. So, okay. Sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll try to not know, you know, go too crazy, but from the watching standpoint, I think mm. I, I tell everybody about my treadmill shows where I have like, 
you know, one show at a time where I'm only allowed to watch it if I'm on the treadmill. Yes. And a lot of times it's science fiction. Like it was recently Foundation until mm-hmm. I got to the end of where they are on Foundation, which I have to say is so amazing and incredible. It doesn't matter if you've read Isaac Asimov's books or not. In fact, there's a lot, enough of a departure and enough of a like development of characters mm. and things that were not in the books. You you don't need to have ever read his books to enjoy the series at all. It is wonderful and fantastic. So I'm my treadmill show now is not a science fiction show. It's a dark comedy that a friend recommended to me called Barry. Oh yeah. Which is oh. on Max. Oh my god. Gosh. And so Barry, the simple thing is he's a hitman who wants to be an actor, which is just uh, you know, ridiculous. And the the thing though I'll say about him being a hitman to start off with was Don't go into an audition against Barry though. You should no, maybe go not. the other <laughs> is, is his tagline, I'd kill to get this role. <laughs> oh well, man. because you know, he's it's in some ways <laughs> you, you it think is. it's a little Dexter-ish like, except for he the way he became a hitman is he was uh, a Marine who didn't adjust mm. well to mm. coming back. And so then those skills got used to take care of bad guys. At least that's how it started. Oh, oh, so okay. he's a likable character because you can imagine, yeah, this this is a Marine who now he's taking care of bad guys, but things ensue. Anyway, it is it is a great show and I'm dying to get on the treadmill. But no, what I left the, the Zoom call to go is like a weekend or two ago, we took a ride up. There's this wonderful, amazing bookstore in Pennsylvania called Cupboard, Cupboard can't say the word cupboard books Hmm. it's so cute they have cats running around the the store the cats like pretty much own the place um the the cats have written books (laughs) but it's a it's a mostly used bookstore they've been carrying new books for a while it's just a really interesting fascinating place and i managed to come away with several i I think you know talking to keith and dayton and and meeting those guys last year has reignited my interest in the star trek novels which when i was a high school and college student i would devour so Mm -hmm. i think i'm going back so i I got um star trek deep space nine section 31 you know i haven't read it i just haven't read it but i remember that cover that was pretty cool yeah star trek next generation crossover and this is one by michael jan friedman classic um Star Trek, an original Star Trek adventure, mm-hmm. Vulcan by Kathleen Sky, mm-hmm. and I think I've read uh, with an introduction by David Gerald, you know who we who we've talked to, oh, yeah. um, and I think show. I've read other books by her. Uh, but then, of course, you know it isn't all Star Trek all the time when it comes to reading. So there was this other interesting one. Um, it's called Furthest by Suzette Hayden Elgin. And I was actually just looking for older stuff that was written by women. And so I found something. Oh, cool. But outside of these like physical books, I just finished an amazing audio book called Kitty Cat Killsat. Oh, you mentioned that before. Which, yeah. Which so, so for, yeah. for fans of, of John Scalzi's like starter villain who loved the character Hera would another, love this kind another of thing. friend of the show, John Scalzi. Yeah. Yep. Now, Kitty Cat Killsat, I'll have to say... It was a little long for like, I feel like it could have been just as awesome if it was like two thirds the length that it was, but I still, it was, it was great. And then I listened to another book called Pet, which is a little more fantasy than science fiction uh, and a little bit more YA, 
um, I, I don't even know how I can describe it, but it was, it was, it was very disturbing, but in a, in that good kind of good kind of way. And then the last one is from my writer's group. We do like a white elephant book exchange at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So I'm reading through one that I got there. It's, uh, I think it's pronounced Synopticon and it's, writing is short stories by Chinese authors that were translated oh, into English. Wow. It's a, it's an anthology of that. And it's, it's, uh, I'm maybe about halfway through some of the stories I like a lot. Some of them, you know, not so much, you know, just not my taste, but some of them I really do like a lot. It's very, very cool, very different. And it was one of, in the white elephant book exchange, I'm really happy I walked away with it because it was one that everyone in the room wanted. So I did promise I would get it done soon so I could pass it on to other members of the, <laughs> the group. Good. And that's it. <sighs> wow. Woo-ya. All right. I, that was a lot. How do you do all Sorry. that with the job you have being a mom? You just make time for what's important. Well, no, I just make so well, hey, well, reading has always been reading has always been a hobby. And one of the reasons why, you know, I have hard copies, I have audible, I have, you know, digital is so and I'm in the middle of several books at a time is no matter what situation I'm in. If I have 10 minutes to listen or 10 minutes to just grab my phone for the ebook, or if I happen to just be on the couch, you know, like whatever situation I'm in, I can grab some book and make a little bit of progress. Mm. And the fact that this is something that I deeply enjoy, you know, if, if reading with a schlag, not, I, then I wouldn't do it. I love reading. So you make the time for the things that you care about and you love. Absolutely. I was I was just starting to think your, your all your clocks have twenty five hours on them. You know. Oh, I wish. Oh, <laughs> you have no idea. Doing how time. much I wish for that. Only twenty six mm-hmm. hours. Yeah, <laughs> but that's true. And, I mean, it's finding time to do that to to fit that all in, and you know, just have some, you know, no time where you just have yeah, you know, nothing. You just no time, rest. nothing. What I know, I huh? okay. I don't see. I don't mm-hmm. have that. Other people might mm-hmm. have that. But the other thing I'll say about these hard copy books that I just came away with, uh, you know, so I really get through a lot of digital and audiobooks in a in a given year. I get through very few hard copy books. So these books might sit here for a long time before I touch right. them. And for two reasons. One, collecting books and reading books are two different hobbies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and two, the audio and the digital, because I always have my phone with me, they are always available. So if yeah. I'm like 10 minutes waiting online somewhere, I can always read a little digital. The hard copies just pretty much, unless I, I'm deliberately going somewhere where I know I can bring the book to read, I never bring them out of the house. So I make so little progress on them. Which you know? audio service do you use or subscribe to for your books? On So I do primarily subscribe and pay for Audible. Okay. But also um, my local library, I, I am connected with all the library um, mm-hmm. through, it used to be Overdrive, now it's Libby, is something. But I also mm-hmm. try to do... Um, the my library too yeah because my daughter jenny she has an hour drive to from work you know to work and then mm-hmm. and so she's gotten audible and she says mm-hmm. she loves it she she just absolutely adores it because she's able to yep. enjoy all these books while she's in traffic and listening you know mm-hmm. letting an hour go by and so yeah if you if you have time to do that it's a great way to uh enjoy or folks if you're stuck in traffic may i recommend the big sci-fi podcast available absolutely through the audio system of your car if it is a bluetooth <laughs> i do can I, can I jump in here real quick because sure, sure, speaking sure. of audiobooks i have been there are some spotify has now opened up their premium accounts to having uh some audiobook options 
And there is a ton of Star Trek options and Star Wars in there as well. And I've been listening to Heir to the Empire, which is an all-time classic Star Wars novel that opened the universe up after Return of the Jedi Mm. in a big way. Um, It Mm, really expanded that universe. Uh, And that's by Timothy Zahn. And it's a fantastic listen. And then also listening to Rogue Squadron by Michael A. Stackpole, which is them trying to rebuild Rogue Squadron after Return of the Jedi. Oh, it's new pilots and built. And that is also has been, I was playing Legos with my son, Brody Tiberius and uh, listening to that. And it's fantastic as well. Really well narrated and acted. And uh, so check those out. Excellent. Well, um, for myself, um, finally having finished the robot galaxy, cause I wasn't going to read anything after that. I am now reading Andy Weir's book, project Hail Mary. And okay. I love his writing Excellent. style. I love his writing because it's, it's almost like he's in the room talking to you in his, in his writing style. It's, mm-hmm. it's matter of fact, it's not, you know, the room was black, the ceiling crinkled with a, you know, he doesn't do that. He spends more time going, well, let's see, I'm trying to calculate where I am right now. So the gravitational pull of this and blah, blah, blah. And he does all the math and stuff. And it's and it's mm-hmm. like, wow, it's like I'm getting a math test or a math exam while I'm reading his book. But it's also very, very spoken word. And I mm-hmm. like that style mm-hmm. of writing. And I like him. So, yeah. He does first person very yes. very well and a lot mm-hmm. of people a lot of people don't it's really hard to do i actually have been thinking about about one of my future things doing it in first person and it's uh, frankly it's a little intimidating <laughs> although i do short stories a lot of short stories in first person or i have done but mm-hmm. uh yeah that he does that so well yeah i really uh, i'm so do. glad you're reading that and oh and yeah anyone listening that that is absolutely <laughs> you've you've pro- anyone who's in any way shape or form uh, I think attached to the science fiction literary community in the last couple yeah. of years have probably heard a lot of people say a lot of amazing things about that book yeah. and recommend that book. Cause it's interesting. It starts off with, you know, the problem or it's actually starts off. You don't know where he is and it's an adventure. And then you've got backstory that he puts into it. And it's, it's just, and, and you can follow it. You know, when he's transitioning from backstory to current mm. to all that and how it all ties in. Um, He's a remarkable author, and he's only what this is his second book. Is that no. right? Third book. At what least was his he, third. What, mm-hmm. what was he then uh, besides? Of, so, Mar- in between um, Project Hail Mary and The Martian, there was one called Artemis. Oh, okay. Not I. I it, good. Um, mm-hmm. I liked it. Not as good as the other. Nowhere near as good as the other two. Okay, then that that's good. I'm 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 thirty two. And also, you know, you talk about doing your exercises. I'm on the I'm on our elliptical machine. I've been catching up or rewatching some of my favorite episodes of this second season of Strange New Worlds. And nice. I just remind yeah, there's certain episodes in that second season I just just absolutely could watch again and again and again. Charade, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow subspace rhapsody there there are just so many gems in this season that it's it's fun to rewatch it so if you haven't re- oh. if you haven't watched those episodes get to it kids because <laughs> then you Definitely. can rewatch it <laughs> that's yeah. right exactly true what about you chris uh, it's been it's been a mix so i've been doing my thing where i've been bouncing back and forth between shows so i've been bouncing back and forth between blue bloods troll hunters 
on Netflix, which is really good. Troll. It okay. also has a sci-fi element. There's like a sci-fi, like set in the same universe with a sci-fi yes. like story. Oh, we were watching that um, for a while. Which yeah, which is so, this? What's his name? Is, Frazier. Um, uh, is in it. Kelsey Grammer. Oh, yeah. he's in the the alien one. The Troll Hunters. If it's the same one, it's an animated thing that you're talking about, right? Yeah, so it's by uh, how do you say his name? Gilmore uh, Toro. Yeah, Del Toro. Kelsey Grammer yeah. oh, yeah. is the the one with a whole bunch of he's with like a whole bunch of eyes. Okay, that's been bothering me. I've been trying to figure out his his voice is so familiar, but I couldn't place him. That, that that's who, yeah. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah, it's been that's like Bill got me into it, and it's just like one of those shows where it's a lot more it has a lot more depth than what I expected. Um, so it's been really good, and then I've been watching a different world with her. Uh, which is like the okay spinoff uh, from Cosby. Wow, that's yeah. uh, that's old. Yeah. yeah, and so it's fun watching. Like she says the same thing about when we watch Trek together. We'll all pause and I'll be like, "Oh, here's this context," but she does that with a different world. So I like get more context <laughs> of the show. <laughs> um, so I've been doing that. Also, I've been doing this thing. Well, where I recently got some Apple AirPods, and they're great. But like, you if you have access to them, you have to try them with Star Trek. Because it's just mm. elevated mm. how good the audio, like how great the audio design is in Trek. Like I was listening, listening to Voyager a lot. And I say listening because I like, we'll put it on at night and then just walk around and do stuff. But there's something about season five where they've really, where they really improved their, their audio design. Mm. And mm. I was having a nap on Christmas, like over the Christmas break. And I had the AirPods in. And at one point, I got freaked out because I'm like, man, it really does sound like Tuvok and Chakotay are having a conversation in my room. Right. And it was wild. Um, yeah, so that's so where it picks I've been. Up, it picks up the split then. It picks up the it split, picks up but it like also... like the right, left, and there's Yeah, that so nuance. it's like you can hear them moving throughout the room. Mm-hmm. And when you're not paying attention, it can be really awesome, but like... Slightly disorienting, like, wait, are they actually here? Is somebody talking to me? You know, a lot of people Um, don't understand sound design, especially in the especially when you watch a film in a in your living room or off your phone, you get a different experience than you do in a movie theater. In a movie Mm -hmm. theater, you will hear crickets chirping over on Mm -hmm. this side, or you'll Mm -hmm. hear, you know, someone walks in and it may actually sound like they're walking from the direction that you're seeing it on the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's incredible sound design and theaters are usually designed to pick that up and oh, yeah. have that be a part of the experience. And when you watch it just on your TV, unless maybe you have a great surround sound well, system. Th- years yeah. ago, before I had kids, I was committed to having an awesome, and I did for a while have a, like a nice 6.1 surround sound mm-hmm. system. Oh, that'd be nice. Before I had kids these days, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now that's not that's not true. That's not true. If someone else were to do all the work and figure it all out and set it all up, where I just all had to do is like come down and sit on the couch and watch, I'd care and I'd appreciate it. But I used to be that person that wanted to set it up, wanted to figure out, you know, which bot, you know, receiver am I buying? Yeah. What set of speakers yeah. am I buying? And and mm-hmm. I, I I can't do that. I think a lot of parents, a lot of parents said, Dina, why I laugh so hard. There's a lot of parents get to that point in life where a response is, I just don't care. 
Yeah. <laughs> not, not, no, not me. I mean, you know, the, the I remember going into, um, well, I believe it was Best Buy's out here, and it might have been Circuit City before it went out of business, and going into a soundproof room where they had a five five point one channel stereo system, and he said, "You want to hear this really good?" And he pops in Jurassic Park, oh, where the cool. Tyrannosaurus Rex first appears, and you are hearing it around you. And I went, "Okay, I got to buy this. I have yeah. to buy a surround sound." <laughs> and I've always had a surround, and I do appreciate that because it really does even. Even just regular TV shows or sporting yeah. events, when you get the background speakers, it really makes a difference. And whenever we turn it off, it's it's weird. It doesn't feel right. So, yeah, yeah. Um, good audio mix. So the, it's interesting what you're saying about Voyager, because I don't know if that was done in five channel when it was originally on television. Yeah, I'm not. It might have only yeah. been on stereo, but they might have digitally broken up the channels to give you that enhancement yeah, that you're enjoying I, I don't now. know but it's like funny if you like get headphones and just like even if it's not airpods just whatever if you mm -hmm. go to i'd say last episode of season four compare that listen to it for a little bit mm -hmm. that's hope and fear and then you jump into um episode one of season five which is night there's a huge difference and i mm -hmm. noticed it especially with chakotay's voice like his i feel like him and tuvok you really hear the difference in the mm -hmm. mic quality, but like Trek has always done such a good job of, of developing the background noises. Like even captain proton's rocket ship has a very distinct ambient noise. that I didn't never heard before mm -hmm. where it's like, if you're listening, listen, you go, Oh, that's captain proton's rocket ship. Oh, we're in sick bay now. Oh, we're on this specific bridge. Mm -hmm. Ladies so and well gentlemen, done. Chris Fox is destined to become a filmmaker. I want to. Just all this talk about Just audio. There is no want. Mm -hmm. There is only mm -hmm. do. <laughs> oh. oh no! I, there, there's there, well, there's there, yes. I, you're correct, but it's like I gotta. I I need more time. I mean, because I have my script ready to go. I just need to be in the it class. It takes time again. Takes time. Big big well, goals. You have to. You take time. You know. It takes well, time. Well, also to execute. mean physically to make the film. I have to wait till yeah. VLP seven oh seven or whatever the course code. Sure, is. Sure, sure, sure. Right. That's sure. coming. But I did enter that. I think I told you guys off air. I did enter my short documentary into the film festival um, for Toronto Film School, yep. so I'm excited. We'll see if I that's, if I get in. That's great. We're that's pulling great. for you, Chris. Yeah, We're pulling yeah. for you. So that'll be fun. So what's um, funny about um, that you mentioned, you know, the sound and how well Trek has always done. So over the past weekend, my youngest, who's five, comes in one morning and is like, "Mom, can we watch Star Trek?" And nice. after That's I wiped awesome. away the That's tears, the I mean, like, I, you know, I don't know why my older son doesn't do this, but yes, but he sometimes does it. Uh, and we were watching, actually, he had been sick the week before and we watched like an episode of Prodigy. And mm -hmm. I asked him, is that what he wanted to watch? And he, no, he's like, no, mom, I want to watch your Star Trek. So yeah. we put on, oh. I picked an episode of the original series. I picked Journey to Babel. Oh, okay. that's a good one. Cool. Yeah. And it was funny because he was really noticing and asked me about the sounds. Oh, it, that's which was, impressive. I thought, kind of an, an odd thing. I was not expecting him to pick up. Now, he was also completely and utterly freaked out when Kirk got stabbed by the Andorian. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I had to oh, explain that's... to him that that was one bad Andorian. Not all Andorians are bad, <laughs> and they're different. <laughs> because but wasn't I have he a picture... actually a, a spy? 
Yeah, he yeah. Was, because he, the yes, antennas he wasn't were fake. Really he was a real yes. Andorian. Yes, he wasn't right. But the thing is, is I have a picture behind me of mm-hmm. a certain Andorian engineer that we all love. Uh-huh. And oh, yes. the yep. two days later, my little one was in my office and just looking around my office and his eyes, when he saw that, he's like, mommy is, you know, is he, a, is he a bad guy? Like, no, no, that's our, that's our friend. You met the, you know, like you actually met the actor and everything like that too. Uh-huh. Um, and I had explained to him that not all, just like, it's like not all humans are bad when you see, you know, bad ones, Right. not right. all Andorians are bad either. You know, what's unique about that episode about Babel mm. is that the very end of the episode, they dropped the fourth wall. Because that's when McCoy looks directly into the camera and says, what do you know? I got the last word. And oh, he yeah. says that to that's the true. audience. I he never doesn't... really took that as a fourth I, I mean, I, 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 I always took that saying. as... Yeah, he looks at the camera, but yeah. yeah I'm going to watch it and see. Yeah, he, like, he drops the, the fourth wall is dropped. He looked like he talks directly to us, the viewer. That he says, what do you know? I got the last word. Yeah, I never interpreted it. Th- I never, yeah. I, I I know what you're talking about, but mm-hmm. I always interpret it as like, it's as if he's looking right at, because the thing is at, they do, well, they do a lot of shot, like a lot of times, especially mm-hmm. in modern TV, we see over the shoulder shots mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where in original Star Trek, they do a lot of like pretty much like kind of almost straight on face shot. So I always mm-hmm. took it as a, this is just mm-hmm. a straight on face shot. Oh. He's talking to the, whoever's sitting yeah, in front of him. Yeah. Okay. Next week but on the big sci-fi podcast, we'll we'll delve into we'll finish Dirty this debate and decide <laughs> who's right and who's right. Yeah, great episode, no matter what. I love it is. It really is. It's 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 a wonderful episode. And I mean, there's there's a lot of subplots and subplots, and that's what Star Trek was always right. driven on. Right. Hey, here's an interesting thing. Since we're going to step away from Star Trek for a second, for fans of the Mandalorian. Instead of having another season, they're going to make a Mandalorian movie mm. with mm-hmm. with uh, baby Yoda. What's his name again? Grogu. So they're going the movie route now. Which well, yeah, they, well, is that, is that good? Now, is that I feel better like they announced a bunch of movies, but they didn't have all the details. They just knew that they were going to contract for mm-hmm. a bunch of movies, and now they're just giving us some more of the details. Mm-hmm. But. Because there hasn't been a movie, a Star Trek movie, since the last Star of the changes. Star Wars. Movie. Star Wars, excuse me. Whoops, sorry. Yes. There hasn't been a Star, Star Trek movie in a while. Too. Yeah, yeah, a long exactly. Time. And, they're still, and they're still working on that number four. They're supposed to be working on the JJ. And now there's Picard, long. too. But let's go back to Mando first. Right. Yeah. Because we brought us to Mando. <laughs> because they think... left. The... Uh, go ahead, Adina. Well, I was just going to say, I don't think it necessarily precludes. Whether because it says in the article that we it is unclear where the upcoming film will fit into the timeline of the live action series, which has aired three seasons and is currently in development of the fourth. Oh, so there oh is they are. Okay. Yeah. I missed that. Okay, and and so we don't know. Like, so I, I don't think that any of the film development is precluding any additional continuation of any of the series mm-hmm. that they were already planning. Like, it might okay. just be an epic story yeah. one side one time story of but the question it. will be will it be on disney plus for that viewing or will they end up actually putting oh, it in the theater that'll be as, as interesting yeah yeah for sure yeah but that's i mean because they ended season three with literally he's on the farm Grogu's oh, right. looking That's, for frogs and whatever, and he's got his feet up. And it's almost like, you know, he's the retired gunslinger. And but now 
again, like you said, it may be a in between story that was during the three seasons, or yeah, it's mm. well, and it's going to be John Favreau. He's going to be doing it, so you know it'll be done right, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I find Star Wars like much as I love it, it is hard to keep track of the timelines because there's so mm-hmm. many shows that are all over the place. Like you've got Rebels, which is before the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's like around the same time or shortly after um, Andor. But then you have Ahsoka, which is sort of a sequel to Rebels, but it's in the time of Mandalorian, which is set after Return of the Jedi, but before. Mm-hmm. You, the ha- you need the chart. There are, there are some charts you, you can chart, find online, exactly. and you need the chart. Yeah, you need the chart. Now yeah. I'm dying. <laughs> like last year, we you know a little over a year ago, we talked about Andor season one. And oh, we left off two. where it was amazing. And when the heck is Andor season two coming out? Because oh, that's yeah. a question. Yeah, yeah. I've been left trying to watch Rebels. My schedule for Andor two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been trying to watch Rebels. It's not. It will grab me for moments, but then it has annoying moments. Which this is one of the reasons why years ago I tried reading the novels and I, I couldn't read the novels. And, and now again, I hear great things about Timothy Zahn, who is since since then. I'm I'm talking so pre him. Mm-hmm. And the problem I have is in that franchise, they seem to like to reiterate classic lines again and again. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. Again. Yep. And it's, it's like every time we see C three PO in any new scene, he has to mention, "I'm a protocol droid." But like it's the same lines. Like, come mm-hmm. on. You know, mm-hmm. and in the uh, the books that I was reading years ago, it was like, and when we storm the, you know, when we blew up the Death Star, it's like, yes, w- okay, it, they're they're yeah. doing yeah. that way too much. Mm. The line you know? that they use, abuse, is, I got a bad feeling about. But that's this. always been the it's case. It's been though. throughout every, every every character says that. You know, yeah. that, it was that one when, is different. Yeah. I feel like that because having different characters do it, that that to me is a little bit more of the the cutesy way of kind of propagating something where to mm-hmm. have the same character mm. kind of repeat their own history. It's like, mm, yeah. yes, dude, we know you're a protocol droid. You tell us, you tell everybody, you know, like, mm-hmm. to me that, so there's a little bit of a difference there, but yeah. that franchise is really guilty of overdoing that stuff. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's funny, I want, tried to watch Rebels and I... I don't know, just the animation or the way the characters are drawn or it just, I, I, even though my son-in-law, I mean, he says it's the greatest thing. It's the best Star Wars ever. I just, I can't get into it. I'm I really, I, I I really terrible. Bad Batch. I think Bad Batch, bad yeah. Batch is bad great. Batch is really I good. love Bad Batch. I haven't seen the new season mm-hmm. though. And I like Clone Wars video. too, although Clone Wars uh, was almost too short at half an hour mm-hmm. or 20 minutes, whatever it ended up being minus the commercials it originally aired in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you know, the first it, so I have mixed feelings about Clone Wars. I really liked it. It was, especially when there was no star Wars for a little while to have that it was mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think I definitely, as far as the animated stuff, star Wars, I prefer bad batch head over heels above it. Or even the Lego star wars i laugh oh, hysterically that's so at I like that very stuff. funny Those that's are, where yeah. you yeah. that's where you poke fun at yourself and you have fun mm-hmm. doing it and that's yeah. that's really yeah. really good See, stuff. it's funny like the the repeating of the lines never really made me like upset the only thing that like but where i did find some even though they have to be they have to win 
for the story to progress, it's almost like they beat the Empire so easily to the point where, like, mm-hmm. I just felt bad for Agent Callus. It's like, how many times is he going to fail? Mm-hmm. And Governor, <laughs> who whatever her name is of the of of um, Lothal, it's just like I know they're bad guys, but man, like they're just so they lose all the time. But mm-hmm. when you get to Thon and he shows it up, it's like, okay, that's actually really cool. And I liked uh, his character a, lo- a lot. Speaking of Star Trek, we were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty good. We're jamming here, folks. I got to watch a very special movie on New Year's Eve with mm. my in-laws, with a couple brother-in-laws. And my wife walked into the room at one point, saw what we were watching and said, nope, and walked right back off. Although she's <laughs> seen the film and has enjoyed it once. Um, but she's a, usually a one and done movie person, anyways, except for mm-hmm. White Christmas and a few Christmas mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and White Christmas, by the way, is about the most perfect film ever made, if you ask me. So, uh, but I digress. We watched on New Year's Eve. I somehow pulled this off, folks. Right, Star Trek to the Wrath of Khan. Very good. Woo-hoo! And good. it was, it looked beautiful. Whatever version I remember seeing last. I don't remember it being so crisp looking. Mm, mm-hmm. um, so it must have been an HD, you know, version or updated version. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just, it looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was kind of fun. I've been, my wife and I have really been enjoying season two of Reacher. Have you guys watched that on Prime? Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. keep seeing clips and oh, I have watched this my scene. My husband's watching that. <laughs> I was I'm I'm in I like I want to watch it because I'm like yeah. there was one where he walks up to people that are watching him and he kicks the car and like and it sets off the airbag and I'm like that's yeah. cool yeah it's it's really out. it's it's so good my wife wants to grab the start into the novels um, mm-hmm. about it because I guess there's a whole series of books around this character it's just it's a fun show and season one and two are different from each other too which is nice. Oh, that's cool. uh, they really have a different angle on season two that we've been enjoying. I've also been watching, and this is kind of like a get, getting on the train with the rest of the crowd, uh, watching Suits. We were on season five. Mm. Nice. Okay. And so I always enjoy going back to Suits. Uh, mm. Got a lot there. And then I think I shared with you guys before, we watched The Creator recently. Right. Uh, oh, which yeah. Which is the film by Gareth Edwards. Mm-hmm. And highly... Highly recommend that film. Someday we will talk about it. I think I do that, want to see that. Fil- I, I think that film will one day become one of the best science fiction films of all time. It will be something that we talk about as a must see science fiction film. Interesting. Uh, and, and that's how much I liked it, at least. I've been reading Strangers from the Sky by Margaret Wander Bonanno, a classic. Love that's one of my Trek favorite film, ones Trek from book. like when yeah. I was. Oh, now I've yes. listened to the audiobook mm-hmm. that uh, George Takai narrated, mm-hmm. um, but it's incredibly adapted. It's a very short. I think it was only a yeah. two-sided cassette tape. So in the book, when I got it, I just my in-laws mm-hmm. gifted me a ton of Star Trek novels and a few hardbacks that they found at an auction. I mean, they're in pristine condition, like only read once. I was blew my mind. I almost that they thought I was faking my excitement. It must have mm-hmm. been so. Um, but I did not realize Strangers from the Sky was such a thick little mm-hmm. novel. Um, and yeah. so uh, having been a fan of George Takai's 
I think it's George Takai who narrated yes. the audiobook. I'm, I'm pretty sure. It's, I'm pretty sure you're correct about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I went into an exploration of I wanted to see all the ones he narrated until I realized how abridged they all are. And then yeah. I was like very like, and I think it was because they wanted to fit it on a cassette, you know, back yeah. in the day. Oh. And some of them, some of them are like I've got a novel here, my favorite Star Trek novel up until this point. Now I've got a bunch mm-hmm. more to read to see if it's still my favorite is Shadows on the Sun by Michael Jan Friedman, who's also going to be at Trek Long Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to take this copy and see if I can't get a little uh, oh, Michael Jan Friedman signature. But, um, mm-hmm. uh, and is that, and Adina's holding up yeah, a the, crossover. Yeah, one of the ones I mentioned at the beginning of the show today, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, but to see, I'm excited to dive into this book more. I'm only a few chapters in and I'm already loving it. Um, mm-hmm. So that also, guys, I'm I'm a new Frasier fan. Oh, yeah, you're saying <laughs> I've that. been yeah. watching yeah, a lot yeah, of you've Frasier mentioned lately. that before. I have. OK, I'm sorry, but uh, I think it's going to become my new treadmill, which, you know, I, I mean, I need to just start on the treadmill mm-hmm. anyways. Mm-hmm. I keep talking about it. But if I'm going to have a treadmill show, I think it's going to be Frasier. So I, then, I always ask you, yeah. this is OG well, he, Frasier or are you watching like the this new is, This is uh, I've watched the new Frasier and I love it. I'm not a mm-hmm. hater okay. of the new show. I think yeah, it's I heard great. It's, it's it's different, mm-hmm. but it's still got the charm in different ways. And you, you get through the first couple episodes for sure, but that's like any almost any yeah. series. You, yes. Sometimes yeah, you just sure. it takes a while it takes to warm, a while up. warm up to them. Sure, and that's that's a series where uh, by the end I'm fully loving the show, and then um, but I love I'm about I think we're on season three of the original. Well, so Frasier. here's the and thing. they do gonna, a ton gonna... of Star Trek references in that show too. Mm-hmm. By the way, cool. Well, I'm going to cool. try to give you a challenge. You know, I'm going to hold Uh-oh. you accountable. You are not okay. allowed from here on out to watch Frasier unless you're on your treadmill. Done. I'm shaking, I'm shaking okay. my boots Done. over here. Yes, it's like a little carrot if, if you want to watch it, you have to watch it while you're on the treadmill. Okay. That's it. Right. That's deal. it. Deal. Deal. Well, and, right. and one more thing. I'm sorry. Yeah. Shouldn't but okay. I cannot, I would, it would be terrible if I miss, miss this. I saw over the Christmas holiday after New Year, I think, with my family, the new Wonka film. Yep. It is oh, yeah. really good. It is a total family film. There's mm-hmm. nothing in it that should shy families away Mm-mm. from going to see it. Uh, and T- Timothy Chalamet is tremendous in it. Yeah, I was nice. okay. the previews. It's one of those films where, <coughs> excuse me, I was excited about it because maybe they're going to do a cool take on on it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was also concerned as a Willy Wonka fan, the original mm-hmm. movie, or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I, well, what was it called? Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, Charlie no, Factory Will, was, well, uh, that, that's the Tim Burton one was Charlie yeah. and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> All right. So the, yeah, the the original film. The, uh, the, mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, love that movie. Always did as a kid. Watched it over and over as a kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was, the it, the trailers for this film just did, made it look a little too weird in my opinion. Like it just, it looked cheesy. You watch this film; it is so charming. It is yeah. so well done. It's got mm-hmm. a great ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's got just some amazing stuff in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. highly recommend that. Okay. I'm t- well, I was going to say I was going to say that you watched Wrath of Khan New Year's Eve. My wife and I went to the theater and watched the movie Ferrari. Ooh. And Adam Driver is such a good actor. 
Yes, he is. The man could play a telephone pole, and you'd love his performance as a telephone pole. But he becomes Ferrari. I, if if you have any interest in the history of racing, this movie is a snippet of the mm. life of Ferrari and a moment when he was afraid he was going to lose his company. And the type of racing that went on and the risk that the drivers took it, it's a beautifully filmed film. You 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 watch it and you go. It, it's it's great, and you get the insight as to the life of Ferrari, the man who was El Camador. He was the king of racing, and it's it's a wonderful film. So I do oh, recommend that one. At the I talked to Dill then. She's like the racing buff in the. Oh, in the- then she will love it. She will love it. It is great. You you learn so much about who he was and and where he was in the fifties and the risks and the dangers of racing in that era. When the only roll car roll cage, a, a race car had was the driver's head. Oh, oh. Yes. yes. Cause I saw, yes. cause I got into, when I saw, like, I think everybody liked Ford um, V Ferrari, but yeah. I got yeah. into that and I'm like, you know, I want to know more about this. Not, I shouldn't say universe, but like this, I don't need to call it. But more Rivalry. about the car world. Yeah. 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 No, that was, that's where Ford wanted to buy Ferrari. Ferrari said, no, I'm not going to sell you. And said, fine, then we're going to beat you. And it was <laughs> a, an amazing story about that. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, great acting in that as well. Hey guys. Cool. Yes. Yeah. If you were stuck on a desert Island, what music album would you take with you? Like oh, one so, record. Let's just one record. Uh, you know, I'm I record, not CD. Oh. It could be a CD. It could I, just one. It could can be, it be one a homemade CD LP? where I put my favorite. No, no, you know it has to I, be. no. Doing it's funny that because oh. I've been thinking about this because of uh, the shuttle pod show, and I have my uh-huh. answer. Uh huh. Well, mostly. Well, Hold you on. guys answer first. I got to. I, I, I can, it I can answer in this. two seconds. I can go tell ahead. You two seconds. Martini Ranch. What? By Bill Paxton. His band, Martini Ranch. Huh. The album's called Holy Cow. The band was from the 1980s. Um, They filmed a music video that James Cameron did right after they were done making the movie Aliens, and he did for their song Reach. I always loved his music. I thought it was just great. When I went, there's a record store here called Freak Beak where they sell old albums. And I walked in there one time and I said, I'm looking for something. He says, well, I said, you probably don't have a nice wedding. I'm looking for Holy Cow by Martini Ranch. He goes, oh, you mean this? It was like I found the Holy Grail. And I had that album. It is a remarkable piece of music. I love the band. They are so 1980s. I can listen to it over and over and over again. Wait, 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 wait. They are so 1980s. You can they listen are... to something that is so 1980s over and over again, but you Absolutely. don't like Africa by Toto. <laughs> okay. It is so 1980s. A lot of people yeah, listen but to it's it over not, and over again. It's not, it's not Martini Ranch. And the, here's the sad thing. I was at a funeral of a film direct, a film producer, and Bill Paxton was there because Bill Paxton had directed you... a movie called the greatest game ever played that this producer had bankrolled. And I didn't have a chance to walk up to him and thank him for the band and for his music and his acting and all his contribution to the arts. 
And then he passed away. And so I wrote a letter to the LA Times just saying how much I appreciated his music from Martini Ranch. And it's it please that's give it the a name. Give, that's the name of the the band is called Martini, Martini Ranch. Ranch. And what's the name of the song again? Um just go with Reach. 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 Okay. I got I found it on Spotify. I'm gonna listen to it. Give it a license. That you asked me without a question. That's it right there. Obscure cool band of the 1980s mm. okay this is how where about I'm that this is where i'm stuck because i love the 80s we all know this mm-hmm. but i think if i had to pick because there's so many like 80s songs that i love but i don't know that i love full albums mm-hmm. so this is where i'm I'm trying to i've got three album choices because i'm wait a minute me, be, chris wait a minute <laughs> i'm not, I'm not gonna pretty pick. stern with adina no i'm not <laughs> picking one i'm just telling you okay, I, okay. where i am right now and i'm hoping okay. to narrow it and hoping to pick one by the end okay okay of the episode <laughs> but like this is such a weird thing but i love the black eyed peas and oh, great i feel like their albums like they're the only musical group where i can listen to an album that's not the greatest hits and love almost every song on there mm-hmm so I'm trying to narrow it down between Al Funk, Monkey Business, and The yeah. End. So also I'll try and come back later. Okay. Once everybody else goes. Because I can't decide other <laughs> those three. They all have very specific memories for me. Like mm-hmm. The End was what I, what I listened to 2009, the summer before university, when I was doing this uh, individual learning math course or individualized math course that I had to do. So I could do stats mm. and I would chew five gum every day while <laughs> listening to it. Okay. Come on, Brian. What about you? Since you uh, asked you the know question. What? I know. And I'm feeling yeah. stuck. Uh, oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> what's your, that's like saying, what's like your favorite food? I don't know I'm what right. I like to eat. I don't know. Right. Right. I feel <laughs> like that's because, uh, you know, it's music is so moody with how you feel and how you, mm-hmm. how do you thinking mm-hmm. about how you'll, what you'll want on a desert Island. This is really one of those impossible questions. It could be a soundtrack. It could be a soundtrack. Well, to absolutely. A film, yeah. You but know? I'm, I, I love that, but I also like lyrics. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking through my Spotify list. And I'm trying to determine, do I go with Sinatra, James oh. Taylor? Do I, um, or do I go with, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, oh, I want Adina to go before I go now. Uh, I can, well, I can try, <laughs> but I'm not going to necessarily, you know, have a great answer. Although I want to pick up a thread uh. that Chris started laying down, which I think is a very important thing is, mm. you know, so during the course of the several decades of my life where I've had access to music to, you know, listen to, to music, you go through periods of time where you're like completely into something. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. now whenever I think of anything, it's really associated with a certain time period in my life, mm-hmm. possibly, you know, what I was doing, where I was working, what my relationship was, you know, all those kinds of things. And so it's really hard to pick anything without evoking a specific memory. And so what you're asking, when you're asking us to pick one for the Mm -hmm. desert Island, you're asking us what memory do you want to like kind of revisit over and over. And that's what makes this really, for me, that's what makes it really hard 
is because I don't necessarily want the memory associated with it. Because mm-hmm. not all of them are good. Like, so there was, um, this is going to be the weirdest story I'm going to, I've probably ever told anyone. <laughs> so I, for a long time, and I guess technically still am, I'm a huge, I don't talk about this anymore because I really actually don't listen to the music anymore. I am a humongous Frank Zappa fan. Okay. You okay. don't going to eat uh, some yellow snow? Not gonna no, eat- I do not. I, I absolutely <laughs> watch where the Huskies go, and I do not eat the yellow snow. Yeah, so no, I'm a humongous Zappa fan, thanks to a couple friends from high school uh, for that. And But the problem was is I now, well, there was a point in time where I was in a relationship with this guy, and he was also a huge Frank Zappa fan. And so that kind of when I, for a long time after that relationship ended, I couldn't listen to Zappa because it reminded me of him. So I tried to, at some point then for myself, do a take back the Zappa campaign. Oh, Because it's like, look, I was a fan of this before I even met that guy. This like, it's not fair that like now every time like I listen to it and everything, but I, w- I don't think I was entirely successful because I don't really listen to it much anymore, but that also could be, it's not appropriate for young kids. So that might be why I'm not listening to it anymore. Yeah, so I, that's all of that is to like <coughs> delay answering your actual question. So uh, well, to continue this theme of, of delay. Go ahead, oh, you, go ahead, so Chris. there's a song, really uh-huh. amazing song called mm-hmm. suit by boom bop pow and it was featured i i think the reason i got into this was because it was in an ad a 2015 ad for diet coke great ad great song and then i went on a date date was amazing so i just blasted the heck out of this song Mm -hmm. on my way back that Mm -hmm. relationship did not end well so now it's like i still listen to it it still is in is on rotation because i'm determined to incorporate a new memory with it. Okay, yeah. that's good. Um, but it's definitely one of those things where I'm like, it stinks okay. a little bit when it comes on. Right. It, it, uh, but that's it's still exactly really it. good. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, mm-hmm. so catchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so in general, I'm actually, I'm a very big classic rock fan and I'm mm-hmm. a, a big fan of rock, like Indigo Girls stuff mm-hmm. uh, and Sarah McLaughlin stuff and mm-hmm. everything. But, you know, and, and where I have gone periods of time where like, you know, for yeah, days or weeks is all I would listen to. You know, like one you mm-hmm. just pick one of those. That's the CD you have in, and you're just listening to that. But mm-hmm. just to pick one of those and be like, "That's it." Uh, it's it. That's why I want to make my own mixtape. So <laughs> right, mixtapes are fantastic for that reason. You can have mm-hmm. all sorts right. of different moods. Yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to get a yeah. to once on the history of the big sci-fi. Just pick one. Uh, thing though, but uh, not today. I'm gonna jump in, Adina. Okay, because uh-huh. I think. I'm going to go with the sentimental thing here, okay? Okay. Um, I'm, I'm choosing uh, an artist called Pat Barrett, who's Pat a Christian Barrett. artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's written many songs that are sung in churches throughout the world now. But mm-hmm. he had an album. Let me see if I can say when the album actually came out, what year. came out in 2018. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you guys cool. know I'm a pastor and stuff, but during yeah. that... Um, the pandemic was very hard on pastors, as it mm-hmm. was a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. Half the time, half the people were mad at you for decisions you were making concerning all the COVID stuff and what what have you. And this album is just self-titled Pat Barrett, has about five songs on it that in my lowest moments where I felt alone or discouraged, 
this had songs on it that really helped pull me through. Um, That's great. Get me going. So uh, sentimentally, I'm going to say that, but I'm like with, and it, there's still songs that I still love to listen to. And even though that was a hard time, it's still, it's still, you know, I felt like mm-hmm. I, I made it through. Um, mm-hmm. No, that's great. So, but, but again, you know, I mentioned Sinatra. I'm becoming a, a bigger Tony Bennett fan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, my wife and I both share a love for James Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I love musicals. That's, that's kind of her going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's so. musicals. There, there's certain um, jazz musicians oh. that I love. There's certain classical music I love. Yeah. That's the, it's, it's just, ooh, can I pick one of each genre? Can we, can we just <laughs> have one of each genre? That, one that one would, album of each genre? Folks, yes. folks we're not, like this is musical, not going to be a two-parter episode. A classical album, episode. a classic rock, a jazz. <laughs> okay, so, so a quick song. How about, how about let's, is, uh, I've got a song recommendation based off watching Reacher, season two of Reacher, Mm -hmm. sometimes at the end of a show, uh, especially Reacher. Now, Steve, you've talked about Prime having that great thing. uh, When you're watching it, you can learn tidbits and see who the actors Mm -hmm. are. Right, yeah, on their x-ray, they call it. Yeah, we're we're, uh, screencasting our phones to the TV for Prime and Paramount Plus often, my wife and I. And so on Prime, when I'm doing that, it shows which actor is in which scene and all mm-hmm. that. And at the end of shows, oftentimes they'll have a song. And I loved this song so much uh, by the artist Detroit, D slash Troit, from his album Soul Sound System. But Chris, I think you would absolutely roll with okay. this song. You got to send this in the in It's the called Roll With The Punches. Roll With The mm, Punches. Okay. You, this is one of those songs I listen to it once and I go, I love that so much. I'm listening to it again right away. You know, you know it's like it's that's just good. Gonna... That's good. You know what's hilarious is there's mm. a song that's on my on my playlist that I love because it was featured in the Jack Reacher two with Tom Cruise trailer called Bad oh. Blood. And I'm like, oh, it's another one of those uh, like okay. this is so cool and it's uh, what a good song. But it's funny maybe, that Jack Reacher maybe, of all things is like, yeah. oh yeah, just they pick Guys, really good music. I've got a great idea, as because I think we're I think we're coming to the end of this yeah. jam session. Mm-hmm. Um, is maybe on our Facebook page, we can all. Um, either post links or if we want to put it all together in one post and you guys send it to me or whatever and we can put it all together, maybe links to some of our favorite songs or albums and see what people think. Does that resonate with anybody? Sure. Why don't you, yeah, why don't you go cool. to Messenger right now and see where I just <laughs> sent you the video for Reach by Martini Ranch? Because I, okay, cool, I want you to cool. share that. But do the same thing. And you know, it's, it's amazing because music does that you can eat if you're in the interested in a soundtrack whatever like we just watched the movie maestro that was on oh. netflix Ooh. and leonard bernstein was a genius mm-hmm. he also was a troubled man but he was a genius and uh, it's you know you watch it you listen to that music and to me one of my my all-time favorite composers is aaron copeland and oh, his, yes and his Fanfare for the Common Man from the 1936 Olympics is true me to me one of the greatest pieces of music. Mm. And when there was right after when 9/11 happened, there was a concert in LA and they played Aaron Copeland's music and they opened in honor of the people who were past who lost their lives in 9/11. They played Fanfare for the Common Man and I just it it's a piece of music that just 
it, it it's spirit lifting. It really is. Hmm. So yeah, you can talk about certain pieces of music or whatever that just gets you going. And that's, that's it really. Yeah. Well, thank you guys, my co-hosts, my friends, my compadres. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing from your heart and your mm -hmm. souls tonight. It's been fun and it's been interesting. We should do this every now and then maybe once a season we should at least have a jam session episode this is kind of impromptu and fun mm -hmm. and and i'm glad it turned out this way mm -hmm. we're looking forward to having our special guest uh mm -hmm. on the show uh anyways as we reschedule that and we're, we're gonna let that be a surprise to everybody as they listen mm -hmm. But uh, you don't want to miss that. Until next time, guys, make sure that you are listening to the Big Sci-Fi Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you to Trek Geeks Podcast Network for being a great, great network for us to be a part of. We are thrilled. We're excited to be a part of Trek Long Island Part 2 in yeah. May. So grab yes. your tickets, grab your hotel, come and say hi, oh, hang yeah. out with us. Uh, we're going to be recording a little bit there at the show and hosting some panels and doing Trek trivia on the main stage and mm -hmm. just having a great time. You do not want to miss Trek Long Island. It, it is just going to be fabulous. We're so looking forward to it. Also, make sure you subscribe, you like, you share the heck out of us whenever you can. Spread the love to yes, your neighbors, please. folks. And uh, write a review if you're able to on your podcast uh, plan as well. That'll do us a big favor. That was terrible English, but I don't care. It's getting <laughs> late. Oh, no. no, the yeah, Queen's yeah. not going to complain about your English. It's quite all right. It's quite all right. Hey, guys, make sure you're being kind to each other. There's so much war in this world. We need more peace. So be a peacemaker yes. everywhere you go love more think twice before you complain before you say something mean and nasty to somebody is mm -hmm. it really worth it is it really going to help the situation it think does. about it be kind and kiss your kids every night before you go to bed too and before i keep rattling off one-liners i just want to say live long and prosper <laughs>